0: wake up in the morning i'm talking right now you're about to experience a morning show unlike any yes. other shout out to the breakfast club i hope to see y'all every morning what you guys are doing right now is the hub
1: culture the breakfast club is my morning sit. i need it and i love it so much i feel like you are really not popping so you do The Breakfast, Breakfast Club. Club. I've been waiting to come to y'all's show, man. I really? know you got oh, to be a big-time celebrity to be
0: up in here. You got to be gotta be big-time. DJ Enzy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God.
2: The, the Breakfast Club, bitches. Like the-
3: Hey, fam.
1: Hey, good morning, Angela Yee.
3: Good morning, DJMV. It's Monday!
1: Yeah, you heard that,
3: right? It's Monday.
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, good morning, Yee.
3: (laughs) Well, good morning, DJMV.
1: How was your weekend?
3: Um, My weekend was jam-packed. On Friday, I was hosting this... Well, no, I was on a panel... And that is for Gabby. Shout out to her. She just released her new Air Max design. It was a competition and she won that competition. So those Air Maxes are really dope. Mm -hmm. If you had a chance to see that at Woodstack Ivy. Then Saturday, I did this book club for teenage girls called Girls Talk. And the founder of it, Cynthia, she actually passed away from cancer last year. So we're trying to keep her book club going that she started that we've been doing every single year. Mm -hmm. So we read On the Come Up. It was amazing. Sold out event with the young ladies in Long Island and Hempstead. And, of course, you know I had to watch the Brooklyn Nets beat the 76ers, too, by the way, over the weekend, mm-hmm. which people didn't think was going to happen. And then yesterday I had to do a panel, and we started our prom dress drive giveaway at Juices for Life. So doing a lot. Yes.
1: <laughs> doing a lot. Yeah, weekends, uh, not really weekends anymore. Friday, of course, I was at the April Fool's Day comedy show, which was a sold-out show. Shout out to— At the uh, Barclays. At the Barclays Center. Shout out to Michael Blackson. Shout to Rip Michaels. Shout out to everybody that came out. An amazing show. Then Saturday, I flew out to North Carolina. Shout out to everybody in North Cackalack. And then we drove to South Carolina yesterday for a, a day party. So I, I was in uh, South Carolina and I flew back. I landed, I think, like midnight,
3: one in the morning. Oh, t- last night?
1: Oh, uh, well, this morning. Oh, this morning, This right. morning, so I'm... And it's
3: I'm, a tornado watch here in New York.
1: Yeah, it was snowing in, in Chicago. Like, yeah. the weather's crazy all over the place, huh? I don't
3: know what's going on right now. I
1: don't know what's going on either. And then I'm, I'm so upset, so I'm not going to talk... I'm upset. I'm not gonna talk to anybody today because I miss Game of Thrones.
3: So I haven't. You're I didn't get. To see it. Already.
1: I didn't get. No, anybody who calls up here trying to tell me about Game of Thrones, oh, it was crazy. I'm not talking to anybody. When I get off work, I'm driving straight home. I'm not turning the radio on to watch Game of Thrones. I
3: can't believe they killed someone in the first. Oh, shut up! You no, don't I'm watch kidding. it. I don't even watch it. I don't
1: know. <laughs> I was like, really? Who they killed? <laughs> did you watch it? Did you see it? I uh, watched the shy though. Eddie, did you see it? Nobody's
3: sitting up here? Wow.
1: You're not, you're not Game of Thrones fans.
3: you eat those Game of Thrones Oreos, though? Oh,
1: my goodness. No. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get the show cracking. I'm sure Charlamagne will be here in a second. Front page news, what we talking about?
3: Well, let's talk about a monumental weekend for Tiger Woods. We'll tell you what happened with him.
1: All right. We'll get into all that and more. Keep it locked. Here's Cardi B. Bruno Mars is pleased. Me, is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Start off with sports. Congratulations to the Brooklyn Nets. They the Brooklyn 76ers, Nets. 111, 102. I'm going to go to the game this Thursday. I'm going to take my son.
3: Yes, that's amazing.
1: Magic beat the Raptors 104-101. The Warriors beat the Clippers 121-104. Spurs beat the Nuggets 101-96. Trailblazers beat the Thunder 104-99. The Celtics beat the Pacers 84-74. The Bucks beat the Pistons 121-86. The Rockets beat the Jazz 122-90. Now, if you're a hockey fan, I know it's playoff season. Who won in hockey?
3: Islanders,
1: baby. And the Islanders won. And we have a big, huge Islanders fan. Uh, the Long Island the Islanders or the Brooklyn Islanders? Which one are they? That
3: would be a good game for Guess What a The New York Islanders.
1: Is. Guess what Racy is. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and what about Steph Curry? They said he actually surpassed the NBA Hall of Fame guard Ray Allen for the most made threes in NBA playoff history. Also. Yes. Yes, that he happened did. Happened over the weekend.
1: Yes, and the '76 is the first time I ever seen somebody pull out a cell phone during a, a, a game. That's how bad that, that's they how were bad feeling. it was. Yeah, they he pulled out a shout
3: cell phone.
1: Shout out to Michael Rubin, though, man. Yeah, shout out to Michael Rubin. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: and Tiger Woods, by the way, won the 2019 Masters. That's his 15th major victory.
1: Congratulations Nike to Nike
3: already put out a commercial like minutes later. I guess they've been holding that for quite some time. <laughs> because he hasn't won a Masters since 2005. Right. So it was a 14-year drought for that tournament for Tiger Woods. But he did win, which was huge. So many people watched because of Tiger Woods, too, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Serena tweeted out, I am literally in tears watching Tiger Woods. This is greatness like no other. Knowing all you have been through physically to come back and do what you just did today. Wow, congratulations a million times. I'm so inspired. Thank you, buddy.
1: Yeah, congratulations to Tiger Woods. He hasn't been doing well. He's had uh, numerous surgeries ever since the cheating thing. It's just been all bad for him. So this is, they're saying this is one of the biggest comebacks.
3: Yeah, it is. He won the PGA Tour Championship last September, mm-hmm. but for as far as the Masters, this is the first time yep. since 2005. And even Steph Curry tweeted, greatest comeback story in sports. Congrats, Tiger Woods. Let me hold one of those five jackets one time. There you go. All right. And, you know, today is the 15th. You know what that means? Tax season. That's right. If you haven't filed your taxes yet, today is the deadline for filing your taxes. So just make sure you either file your taxes today or you have to file for an extension today. Unless you live in Maine or Massachusetts, then you have until the 17th. Yes. By the way, so make sure you take care of that. A lot of people are upset because they owe money or they're not getting refunds. So it's not a good situation. I guess you were supposed to adjust your uh what taxes get taken out throughout the year so you don't end up owing money for some odd reason. Yeah, at a, least lo- a lot of people are not
1: getting refunds because of the changes they give you that refund throughout the year so people are not getting that big refund at the end of the year and it's pissing people off.
3: All right, and Trump, you know he's already raised 30 million dollars during the first 3 months for uh his re-election campaign. My goodness. 30 million dollars, and I think they said that on average he was getting donations of about $34.26, which means that A lot of people that are donating. That scares the hell out of me. If you look at the Democrats, as far as fundraising, uh, Bernie Sanders has raised $18.2 million. He's leading the Democrats. And Kamala Harris has raised $12 million. Oh, boy. Yeah, so. That
1: scares me that so many people are still investing in Trump. So many people still like his ideas and still support him. That scares the ish out of me.
3: Make sure you pay attention and stop thinking that the unthinkable can't happen because this is why we are where we are.
1: Absolutely. All right, well, that's front page news. Get it off your chest, 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night, a bad weekend, or bad morning. Maybe you didn't see Game of Thrones. Maybe your favorite basketball team didn't win.
3: Maybe the weather is crazy and you've been trying to travel places and there's snowstorms someplace, hailstorms somewhere yeah, that's else. crazy. Tornado watches somewhere else.
1: Whatever it may be, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
0: The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass up. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Brent!
4: Hey, this is uh, Brent from Indianapolis. Hey, Brent. How you doing this morning, bro? Hey, I'm doing good. Just heading to work. Um, Just a couple things I want to get off my chest. I think we got to learn to start supporting our presidents across the board. You know, even when Obama was in office, everybody wants to find the negatives in them. Same thing with Trump. Let's stop trying to find negatives. Let's stand behind our (laughs) president and support
2: him. Well, let me ask you a question. Did you feel like that when Obama was in office? Because I don't think you did. No, no. I
4: supported Obama, actually. Did Donald
3: Trump support Obama?
4: Obama.
2: Yeah, I supported
3: Obama. I didn't support um, Hillary. Did Donald Trump support Obama when he was in office? No, he didn't.
4: Hmm. That's part of the Republican Democrat I mean they always fight That's the thing It's like a war It's like blue against red First first blood It's always a fight Do you believe in Trump's policies And and the things that he, he believes in I stand behind some of them, not all of them. I don't agree with him on everything, but I do like some of the things he brings to the table.
2: Yeah, like, like tax cuts Today like is what? tax day. I'll give him his props when. Uh,
3: no, a lot of people actually yeah owe so much more money. Everyone's complaining. Well,
2: it depends what tax bracket you're
3: in. Right, a lot of people. <laughs> a <laughs> lot of people that <laughs> never, never owe. Matter. A lot of people that never owe money and were looking forward to getting tax refunds now owe money this year.
4: I don't think you'll owe any money. Yeah. Th- that's a lie. I make seventy thousand a year and I still got a big tax check back. Yeah, yeah, he still cut taxes. Well, unfortunately, there's people that,
3: that work here that actually were complaining that they right. owe four no, thousand, I mean, five thousand dollars, and normally they get money back. Right,
4: Now, what they do with their money all year long. That's on them. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. And <laughs> I'm gonna be they honest have money with you. Too.
2: At the money the year. Depending, I'm not. I don't know who said that here at iHeart, but if they getting money back here at iHeart, boy, they doing something. They doing some devious things on their taxes. <laughs>
3: all right. They said that actually a million less people are getting money back. Oh, okay. This year. A million less people.
2: Wayne. Yo,
1: what's up MB? Wayne, what's up? Get it off your chest, bro. All right. Let's uh, to say good morning to um, um Hey,
5: good morning. Morning. You Thank you, sir. Yeah. Um, I have no choice but to call it. I have nothing, I have nothing else to do. Um, on my way to work and my car broke down and I can't even see through the glass because it's so much rain outside. But I just want to say, um, on the positive side, um, book everybody that's listening right now shook one go get it I just finished reading it and thank I, you sir I've I read, read a lot of books in my life and that's my number one favorite
2: oh man I appreciate so, that man man don't stop man keep writing well you might as well get the next and, book and start uh, reading it now you ain't got nothing to do exactly be... and, and,
5: and Charlemagne yes sir um, it, it, if you can um, call, call Instagram to the front of the congress man Instagram.
2: Instagram what did Instagram do
5: Instagram is cutting all these pages man like Every single meme page is that. Me, I'm I'm also a meme creator. I have tens of thousands of people that follow me. Um, I I get people through their days. You know what I'm saying? Um, but my memes are in words, but it's a little bit on the sexual side. But it's in words, man. You know what I'm saying? And Charlamagne, I know you follow you follow a lot of meme pages too. And imagine Instagram taking their content down for. There's a lot of there's a lot more crazy stuff on the internet, man. Leave the meme pages alone, man.
2: True, true. All right, brother. Go ahead and make a meme about my book, uh, Shook One, Anxiety Playing oh Tricks gosh. on Me, available everywhere you buy books now. And my other book, Black Privilege. Both national bestsellers, but you know, whatever. Get it off your chest.
1: 800 585 1051 If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
0: The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Shame.
1: Shame.
0: Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club.
4: John, get it off your chest, John. Hey, Envy, I got a bone to pick with you, man. Uh Uh-uh. Whoa. Yeah, so, in the words of Charlemagne, if we were listening to a Mayo station this morning, I'd expect them to say something about the cheating of Tiger Woods from over 15, 10, 15 years ago. Not you, brother. Did you hear what game I said? Give
5: him his day in the sun, man. And
1: let him do his thing. Did you hear what I said? I said congratulations to Tiger Woods. He's been through a lot. He's been through the cheating scandal. He's been through exactly. surgeries. He He's been through scandal. back surgeries. <laughs> He's been through arm surgeries. He overcame all that and won. Congratulations. That that Don't wasn't... bring up the cheating at all.
2: <laughs> I will say it is interesting to uh, see uh, women root for Tiger Woods now. Why is that? Because if he'd have got caught in that cheating scandal in 2017, 2018, they'd have buried him somewhere. Well, congratulations you know what I mean? He's been through a lot. And to come back up, congr- congratulations. I dropped one of Clues' bombs from him. I love to see people bounce back from scandals personally.
3: It was nice to see him and his son hugging.
1: Absolutely. Kevin! What's going on, man? What's up, bro? Get it off your chest, man. I'm
5: DJ Engine, man, I'm, I want to uh, make a make a notice to the mayor of Atlanta or somebody, man, because I done did three backflips off of the scooter this weekend, all because they had a crack in the road that I didn't see, man. And now I'm at work, like I done got jumped at a gas station by three crackheads,
2: man. My knee is killing me, man. You got jumped by some crackheads?
5: No nah, man, I flipped off the scooter. I was on the scooter, right? I was doing fifteen. You know what I'm saying? I'm cruising. And next thing you know, I'm on the ground doing the somersault.
2: Damn. So because because they didn't fix the roads. Man, they got so
5: many potholes in the road. Man, I was so upset. Then, but I tried to get up quick before anybody could see. Now I'm
2: at work limping. Man. My goodness. Well, you know you can report the potholes to the city, sir. You gotta. want to
5: report
3: the potholes, man. I want my knees. He ain't stop
2: snitching there. on the
1: potholes. Oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry for you, bro.
2: You All went. Right, you man, went I through that. You, so you went through that so somebody else don't got to go through that. But you don't want to tell where the pothole at.
1: Big chocolate. Yo, what's up, gang? How's
2: everybody? It's th- toe time.
1: I thought you was locked up. We ain't hear from you in a minute.
0: Yeah, it's been a minute, brother. So listen, we got Tiger Woods one of the oh, Masters. Man. That's amazing, right? He was so happy. I thought he was gonna start tap dancing on the golf course, right? Or doing the Dougie, right? So, the only thing more amazing than that is Envy finishing his anger management class.
3: What do you, you think, have? You have anger management
0: class? I didn't know <laughs> you were anger
1: management. I didn't know that either.
0: Is that funny or what?
1: <laughs> no, it's no. not. Beige Rage <laughs> is real. That get it. That was, that was actually kind of bad, bro.
4: Xavier. Yes, how are you?
1: Hey, what's up, man? Get it
4: off your chest. Yeah, man. I just want to know, like, why I can't find a girlfriend. For the last, like, 10 years, I've been single. I, be, I, I became a hip hop artist and I got popular, but I still can't find a girlfriend. I just want to know what's going on. Why? What am I doing wrong? Like, easy. This is easy.
2: This is easy. Yeah, you're <laughs> ugly. You're broke, and you're a s- aspiring rapper. You're not very good. Yeah, and nobody wants a, a struggling mixtape artist as a rapper, sir. I mean, as a boyfriend. No,
4: I'm not. I'm. I think I'm not like struggling. But I like. I got music that's streaming pretty well. I've been on tours and stuff like. Let me that. hear something. What's Spiff your first us. of all? What's your name? I go by Xavier the rapper, but people call me Walmart Drake because I look like Drake and DJ Academics that making fun of me. He also DG, DG check DG it, DG it, DG it out. If is they call on. you check Walmart out. Drake.
1: That's not a good thing, bro.
3: Uh, I'm looking at him. I can see why I they know. call you. You're American Romanian.
2: Well, guess what? I've never heard either yeah. one of those names. Walmart Drake or Xavier the rapper.
3: He's googlable.
2: He's what? Everybody's googlable.
4: Yeah. Let <laughs> well, me let me hear, let me yeah, hear something. This is the one. That- uh, I got a song called Won't Change that's on the radio but I'm just saying like The radio you
2: where? Can... You do know we do radio, right? <laughs> yeah, you can't say yeah, we, you know, got a song on the radio we've never heard it with. The radio where? I played it before.
4: In, in Utah. In Utah. In Salt Lake City. I'm just lying. I okay, never played it.
1: Okay, okay. <laughs> but oh, guys, let me hear you spit. Rap right fast.
4: Uh, okay, say my name, good as go, heard your tracks, s**t is old, be
2: like Russ, be so cold, be so new, but be so old. Okay. Right man <laughs> hey, you know what, Sad, you live in Utah where polygamy is legal and you can't find one girl. There's guy's out there with yeah, know. a uh, few too. and you can't find one. Yeah,
4: I know, I just, I just need help, I don't know if you guys can help me out. Or nah, can't, out can't help,
2: I help No, no, let's, not st- let's, let's try to help him out, this guy might go shoot up a school or something, he can't find a girlfriend. Hey, have you tried yeah. back pages? What about Christian Mingle?
3: He is a member of the uh, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints.
4: You can't find a girl at a church? Well, Christian Mingle? Nah, now everyone thinks that I'm just like a wannabe Drake, so everyone is automatically this, like this, not liking me for some reason, which is not my image. Just because I have a beard and a little top
6: fade, people oh. make fun of me. Well, just give, oh, it, so it, so some time. give
2: it some time. His biggest song
3: to date is Won't Change, a very strong song about depression and anxiety. He
2: just he just performed that you. That's exactly what he just performed. Well, you have
1: a good day, man, bro. You keep trying. All right. All right. Thank you, bro. Bye-bye. He said bye-bye.
2: Yeah,
3: he up on us.
1: Bye-bye. 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 Only my daughter says bye-bye. Addie! Hey. Good morning, y'all. Good morning, Addie. Hey. So, I'm calling uh, just to share some positivity. Uh, I am a sustainable writer, and I just wanted to shout out all the black
4: women. That's you, Angelique, and... Hey, friend. Hey, people like that. Who oh, I love Fran. The wellness atmosphere. Yes, I love her. I wish I knew her. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure y'all have done before. Um, but just all the women in the wellness atmosphere who are uh, becoming leaders, black women taking charge and and making a name for themselves, but also bringing awareness to our community. And if I can, can I shout out my Instagram? Please.
1: Go ahead, Mama. Yes. My Instagram is Old World New. Um, I'm a sustainable writer, so follow me for anything sustainable related. And then also shout out to
3: uh MV and Charlemagne, because I know y'all are doing y'all thing too, but I just want to shout out the black women. There you all go. All right, thank well, you. Have you. Have a shout morning, out to you too, old world
1: New.
2: Salute to all the queens out there.
1: Absolutely. Get it off your chest. 800 585 1051 If you need to vent, you can hit us up now. We got rumors on the way.
3: Yes, it was the first weekend of Coachella, and we'll tell you what happened during some of the performances out there. We'll give you some of the highlights. Because, you know, weekend number two is coming up as well.
1: All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. This The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Hey. Morning, everybody. It's DJ, MV, hey. Angela Yee. Charlamagne hey. the God. We Good are The morning. Breakfast
2: Club. What's happening? How y'all feeling today on this fine Monday? Start of another work week. Let's get to these rumors. Let's talk Coachella. Listen up.
0: It's just in. All the gossip. 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 The rumor report. Gossip.
3: It's the Rumor Report. The
0: Breakfast Club.
3: All right, well, let's talk about the first weekend of Coachella. There were a lot of surprises. Cardi B and Selena Gomez came out, even though they weren't the headliners Friday at Coachella. Everybody was super excited to see them. They performed one song. So it's not like they were scheduled to perform, but they did come out with DJ Snake. All right, everybody went crazy. Uh, also, Jaden Smith performed at Coachella, and his special guest, he bought out Willow Smith, and he bought out Jordan Woods to show that solidarity with Jordan Woods. If you remember, Jordan Woods was Kylie Jenner's best friend until that whole scandal happened with Tristan Thompson and Khloe Kardashian.
2: See, this is why I can't wait till Celebrity Deathmatch comes back so we can do things like the Royal Rumble, the Smiths versus the Kardashians.
3: Right, you know what else they had going on at Coachella? Adidas and Ivy Park. They had a super exclusive party as well. And I guess, you know, you couldn't take pictures or anything there. So they did uh, that. In addition to that, Donald Glover... Oh, how do we Glover, know what uh, People can talk about it. Oh. Donald Glover airdropped his Adidas sneakers at Coachella. So he has his own collaboration with Adidas. So what it did was, if you were there and you got an airdrop request from Donald Glover, it says, Donald Glover would like to share a photo... And then if you accepted that photo, you'll be able to get a pair of his sneakers for free.
2: I saw those. Why, did, why, did they, every, why does everything Donald Glover do got to look so dusty? Don't say vintage, dusty. <laughs> they look vintage. It looks dirty. I just not see him. They got a picture of him. You know what I'm saying? No, no picture. Remember <laughs> how dusty Donald Glover used to look back in the day he before did. he started the whole ATL thing? Why his sneakers got to look like that
3: now? Oh, that's his look. And people I mean, like things like that. Like, if you ever see those um Golden Goose sneakers, that's the whole entire look of them, and they're very expensive. Is. But
2: those sneakers would be good for a festival, though, the Donald Glover Dusty joints. All
3: yeah. right, well, then you got a contract that says, I blank agree to the following terms. Wear the shoes, come to the show, keep them on all weekend. So that's pretty cool. You get yeah, an airdrop, dope. and then you end up getting a free pair of these Adidas sneakers Do exclusive. They,
2: they came in time for Coachella? That was what happened at Coachella. Are You listening? I'm talking about the sneakers. Do your sneakers come in time for? Yes, to wear they to Coachella? have a place to go
1: get them at
3: Coachella.
2: That's what she oh, said. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I you didn't get the
3: airdrop that. and then you get a coupon that you're able to get that free pair of sneakers that's at the happens. festival. You go to the vintage market on the camp, camp campgrounds and then you get your sneakers. Got you. She so you did not say that You have to get the airdrop the and then you have to go and use that that's to get your sneakers.
2: They look dusty as hell. They look like you've been to Coachella for three weekends in a row. <laughs>
3: All right, now Donald Glover. Well, or should I say now Childish Gambino performed and. And here's what he had to say, uh, paying respect to Nipsey Hustle.
2: I
1: lost my dad this year. We lost Nipsey. We lost Matt. What I'm starting to realize is all, all we really have is memories. Like, all we are is like really like data. The problem with like, like millennials, like everybody here, we have so much data. Like, we know what's gonna happen. We're, we're too afraid to plant a tree that we know we're not gonna eat from. There's a chance, there's a good chance that some of y'all, at least one of y'all, won't see next
2: week. So what I'm saying is while you're here, while we're here, feel something and pass it on. There. Imagine going to somebody's show and they tell you that you're probably gonna be dead next week. <laughs> don't don't speak that on me. If you're gonna speak that on me, put that on yourself as well. He didn't say it's possible that I'm, all of us are gonna be dead next week. He said some of y'all. <laughs> as if that can't happen to him too. Sheesh. Jeez. All
3: right now, Idris, by the way, was also DJing at Coachella Saturday night and people Idris were who? Idris Alba. You oh, know, okay. he's a DJ. All right. Awesome. He's been a DJ, though. I mean, you
2: said his name like one thing. Like, he's Beyonce. What other Idris. Idris do you know? Idris Ingram. Who Idris Jenkins. Idris Jones. Hey, I don't yeah, know none of those people. Amazing. I think everybody <laughs> just, knows know, Idris. That's only Idris I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to figure out when did Idris get to the point where you just say Idris.
3: Yeah, he's the only Idris. Okay. All right. So, let's talk about Ariana Grande because she was a headliner. She was only the fourth woman to ever headline Coachella. Bjork, Lady Gaga, and Beyonce were the other women who were headliners. And she brought out In Sync, Nicki Minaj, and Diddy during her set. Only problem is that there were some sound issues, which was very unfortunate. Um, As you can hear, when Nicki Minaj came out, I guess the sound wasn't in her ears, so it was hard for her to hear herself performing.
2: That's not her fault.
3: Like, I can't hear anything.
2: And then people get mad with artists' lip sync, but that's why artists' lip sync, because they don't want to, you know, mess up on those big, big stages like that.
3: And it's Coachella. They should be able to have that sound right. Absolutely. But, you know, I guess there's always things that can possibly go wrong.
2: That's not their fault. Why was she paying so much homage to the old school, though? What happened?
3: Well, Diddy also came out, and he did Mo' Money, Mo' Problems, and Ariana Grande <laughs> was singing Faith Evans' part of that song, and that was kind of in a tribute.
2: So the theme was like an old school theme, like sync, Diddy... Nicki Minaj's not old school, but... No, not really. No, she's not. She's she generation now.
3: Yeah, I mean, she had a two-hour set. Mm. So she had plenty of time to go through different songs. Mm. So that's what she did. I
1: was kind uh, Kanye West? Didn't he do Sunday Sunday service? How was that? Did anybody
3: talk about that? I thought that was coming up. I didn't see it.
2: It might be next weekend. Yeah, I
3: think it's next weekend. Next
2: weekend? I don't okay. think that well, happened yet. Maybe it's because I don't be on social media like that. It seemed kind of quiet for Coachella. It is yeah. very They're quiet. They're going to be streaming oh,
3: okay. um. Kanye said, I think so. You'll be able to see his Sunday service. All right, now um, let's talk about Ariana Grande some more because she also shared her brain scan on social media and she says that it shows PTSD. Mm. She said, hilarious and terrifying. It is not a joke. So she said, you know, she just wanted to make sure that she shared this. After seeing responses, she said, didn't mean to startle anyone with my brain thingy. I love science and seeing the physical reality of what's going on in there was incredible to me. Someday when I'm more healed up, we can talk more about it.
2: I did not know uh, you can see PTSD via brain scans.
3: Well, you should take a look at what her brain looked like when she posted it. Mm. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report.
1: All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, we got front page news. What are we talking about, You? Well,
3: let's talk about Morehouse College. Now, they have made some New rules for 2020, and we'll tell you about their admissions.
1: All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. My goodness. Morning,
3: everybody. It's DJ
1: MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast What's Club. What's happening? Let's get in some front page news. What are we talking about, Yee?
3: Well, let's talk about Morehouse College. Now, they have made some new rules. They announced over the weekend that they would start to admit transgender students who identify as male, and that's going to start in the fall semester of 2020. So, this is all part of their new gender identity admissions and matriculation policy. Spelman College already does that. They did that policy back in 2017 for transgender. Gender women so that's going to be starting so if you're a trans man and you want to go to morehouse you can get in all right now um in the meantime today is tax day yes it is. if you have not yet filed your taxes you need to make sure you handle that it's the last minute but you can also get an extension but you got to do something just don't sit around and be late with your taxes
2: you know i need an extension i definitely need an extension of course
3: why well, do you say, of course? I
2: always need an extension. I haven't paid my taxes on tax day in years. Me neither. I need an extension, man. Really?
3: I, I thought you submitted your taxes a long time ago.
1: I did, but I, did, I never went to go see the accountant. I just sent him the paperwork so I don't lose it.
2: Last uh-huh. year, I did start doing it quarterly, though. Like, I started paying my taxes quarterly.
3: So. I do, because, you know, your business taxes are due on March 15th, and then your personal taxes are due April 15th. April 15th. So mm-hmm. I do everything before March 15th. I try to handle both at the same now I gotta time. I got to go
1: see him. I got to take a trip out to Long Island.
3: All right, and congratulations to Tiger Woods. He won the 2019 masters that's his 15th major victory nike already put out a commercial you know they had that ready to go mm-hmm. and that was a 14 year drought for that particular tournament for the masters he hasn't won that since 2005 so congratulations to tiger woods uh, donald trump tweeted out congratulations to tiger woods a truly great champion steph curry said greatest comeback story in sports congrats tiger woods and serena williams said i am literally in tears watching tiger woods this is greatness like no other is
2: it the greatest comeback story in sports
1: I Girl, wouldn't I don't know say if it's the greatest comeback. It, it's it's story a great comeback story. I wouldn't say the greatest, yeah. but he, he went through a lot to, to come back and, and win yeah, I think numerous about, surgeries.
2: Yeah, but think about me. Listen, all he really did was cheat
1: on his wife. Yeah, but he yeah. had a bunch of back surgeries. He had like two, he three had back that DUI. surgeries. Okay, what and he, the DUI, he had a, what, I think a, look a what Michael shoulder Jordan surgery. Went through.
2: Michael Jordan lost his father. You know, you know the emotional and mental toll that took. Well, your father got murdered. I wouldn't say the greatest. Came back and won three championships. It, yeah, I'm not gonna say the greatest. It's a great it's comeback story. It's a great comeback, but the greatest. I mean, Tom Brady against the Falcons was pretty great even though that was during the game, but still. You know what I mean? That's a great comeback. Mm -hmm. Mm
3: -hmm. All right. Now, let's talk about Chicago. Now, there's a new surveillance video that shows Chicago police officers pushing and dragging a student. Now, the student was a 16-year-old girl, and they have video that was obtained by the Chicago Sun-Times. And the officers initially said that the young lady got very violent with them and that she initiated the violent encounter. But when you look at the video, it's a totally different story. Mm -mm -mm. Now, it turns out their statements are completely untrue and are completely contradicted by what. What is shown on the video i know you guys will find this hard to watch but 16 year old enigma howard she says that her civil rights were violated she was initially charged with two felony counts of aggravated battery against the officers those charges were dropped less than a week later in the interest of justice that's what prosecutors said at the time uh, you can see that she had an encounter with the officers that was recorded on a cell phone by one of the students it shows the officers using a stun gun on her But they don't show what led up to that point. Now, there's a new video that was taken from a second-floor camera at the school. And that's where you can see that she's talking to a student. She's giving the student a hug as the officers are standing by. And then the student walks away less than a minute later. And she starts moving away from the stairwell. And then they said, according to the cameras, without any physical provocation, an officer grabs her and pushes her down a set of stairs as she struggles. The other officer quickly follows and students gather around. And then you can see an officer pulling her down the bottom flight of stairs by her leg and another one holding on to her from behind, and then they hit her with the stun gun. I'm
2: not watching that because, you know, when I watch stuff like that, then I start thinking about stuff like that happening to my daughter, and that's the point I want to make right now. As Police officers, what do you you expect from men? You know what I'm saying? Because I'm sure a lot of you officers are men, and y'all have daughters, and y'all have women in y'all life that y'all love. What would y'all do if y'all saw a man doing that to the woman you love? You're, You're asking too much of us as civilians to just sit by and let you manhandle mine just because you're a police officer. Yeah, that's crazy. You're asking too much, buddy.
3: And she did admit that she was resisting the officers, but she said she was responding to their actions. Of course, if you're dragging me down some stairs, I'm resisting.
2: A 16-year-old, you can overpower her. You don't have to push her down the stairs. That's just a charge you got to take. You're going to have to get an assaulting Mm -hmm. an officer charge. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have to risk getting shot by a police officer that day because you're not Mm going to just sit around and watch some grown-ass man throw around your child like that.
1: Mm -mm. All right. Well, that is your front page news. Now, let's open up the phone lines. 800 585 1051. Let's talk about Amir Johnson. Now, Amir Johnson plays for the 76s over the weekend. There was a big controversy during the Uh game, during the playoff
2: game versus Brooklyn Nets. During the game where the
3: Brooklyn Nets beat them.
2: Yes, he pulled out his cell phone in the fourth quarter. Well, listen, I would like to say that... uh, We'll
3: be watching our Nets tonight as well.
2: Next hour, we have a a, a guy coming in by the name of Cal Newport. He has a book called Digital Minimalism. And this is exactly why he wrote that book for people like Amir. Well,
1: 800-585-1051. How do you feel about him pulling out his cell phone during the middle of a playoff game? (laughs) Ridiculous. 800 585
2: eight, five, one You're talking a lot of stuff for a seven-game series. You're <laughs> you know it's <laughs> a seven-game series. You know they got to win three more times. Right? Okay, it's oh. my
3: Brooklyn Nets. We could pull it off. Okay. We had a lot of upsets. So people didn't believe in the Brooklyn uh, Nets. I believe in our Nets.
2: Uh, seven-game series.
1: 800 five, eight, five, 1051 And we thought asking, they were going to get swept. <clears throat> uh, Philly? Mm-hmm. I didn't say swept. I, th- I thought they were going to lose. But this is a seven-game series. I want the Nets to win. 800-585-1051. Call us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're talking Amir Johnson. Now, Amir Johnson plays for the Philadelphia 76ers. During the playoff game versus the Brooklyn Nets, he pulled out his cell phone. And because of that, he got kicked out of the game and was fined. 800 What do you feel like? How, how do you feel about that? Draymond Green... Uh, a player that plays for the Warriors said, well, hey, I mean, you pull out your phone during your workday. When you're at work, you pull out your phone. So what's the big what's the big problem? Mm. What do you think? G?
3: I mean, I think if that's if the rule is you're not supposed to be using your cell phone while you're on the bench, you should be paying attention to the game unless there's an emergency, in which case somebody should be able to contact whoever is your assistant or whoever works for the team and let them come and get you. You know, it doesn't seem like there's anything that should be that urgent that you can't stay off your phone during a game.
2: Solomon, uh, I think it's a shame. And it shows where these kids' priorities lie because your priority at that point in time should be focused on the basketball game. There's no reason for you to be on your phone. I don't care if you're the 11th or 12th person on the bench that never gets to play, which I don't think Amir Johnson gets to play a lot. I could be wrong.
1: I think he scores like 2.9 9 points. He averages well, about well, 10 minutes a game. Well, maybe
2: you should be... 10 minutes was up. You should be focusing on how you can get more playing time, how you can be a better player in the league and average more points. And if you got your phone with you on the bench, you're showing us why you only average three points a game because you're not focused on what you need to be focused on. See,
1: I, th- I thought about this, right? And I, and I agree. He shouldn't have had his game. He shouldn't have his phone. I mean, you have a halftime. You could have checked your phone at halftime. The game was almost over. But hmm. as a father with five kids, I always have to have my phone on me. Yeah, now, we know you care. got kicked out of the Kevin Hart no, show it's because truth, of that. I-, I always have to have my phone on me because I'm always nervous. My daughter's going to call me and there's going to be a problem situation. My son's going
2: to call me. My nanny's going to call me. NBA, my wife's going to call me. You're in an arena with 30,000 people. You got a team. You're a millionaire. You can have you can have a team of people there, sitting right by you. If you're you. that nervous, right. somebody can come get you. <laughs> Anybody can yell at you. It, it, it could be somebody sitting right behind you on the bench. Literally, you can have your assistant sitting right behind you, saying, "Hey, your wife just texted you. Hey, your son just texted you." But we're talking like,
3: about envy. His history is getting kicked out of places for using his cell phone when he's not supposed to. I mean,
2: I got kicked out of one spot for that. <laughs> but No, but you got to think about the context. You got kicked out of Kevin Hart's show. I did. Okay.
3: They gave instructions 10 times but to you, not use your cell no, phone. No, no. You were there so?
2: spectating. Yeah. If Kevin Hart was on stage and he's supposed to be doing a show and in the middle of jokes he's checking his phone like, hey, hold on, y'all.
3: You know All I right, have back kids. back to that joke. I have kids. I mean,
1: is, is, is he uh, allegedly, his daughter was very, very, very extremely sick, had a high temperature, and he was concerned with it, wanted to know what was going on.
2: Kanye West was on stage performing. They told him in the middle of his set, Something's wrong with Kim. He quit right then and there. Correct. You don't have to have your phone on you. It's always somebody to tell you what the hell's going on.
1: Well, let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? This is Youssef. Youssef from Elizabeth, New Jersey. Youssef, good morning. What do you feel about Amir
4: Johnson having his cell phone, bro? Oh, man, that was straight, like, disrespectful. So unprofessional. Like, you know, here you is, you're getting hundreds of thousands or maybe even millions. Who to say, you know, to pull out your cell phone? Like, you're working. It was unprofessional and childish, I shall say.
2: Very childish. Michael mm-hmm. Jordan would never. Hello, who's this? Yeah, what's Mac from Boston? Mac, what up, bro? Oh, word? you not listening to uh, Ashley on Jammin' 945 this morning?
5: Uh, we don't got time for her, but you know what I'm saying? She's
1: doing her thing, though. All right, salute to Ashley. Yes,
3: shout out to Ashley.
1: Now, we're talking about cell phones now. What what do you think about Amir Johnson pulling out a cell phone?
2: We appreciate you watching us on Revolt.
3: (laughs) Okay, Mac, don't let him distract uh, you from the question. All
5: right, so the question is um, about Amir. He's at work, so that is basically unprofessional, and people are
2: looking at him so...
5: That's okay. all you got That's to say? All got. That's it? That's, That's all,
2: all you got? Well, thank <laughs> you. And uh, salute to everybody in Boston who can listen mm-hmm. to us on the iHeartRadio app. Richie, good morning. Good
5: morning. Good morning. How y'all doing?
1: Good, good. What do you think about Amir Johnson being on this phone, man?
2: I had
5: no problem with Amir Johnson being on his phone, especially since his daughter
2: was actually sick. So that was the reason why he actually had his phone that day. How old are you, sir? I'm 33. I have two little girls. Yeah, young. One young. of them was
5: severe
2: asthma. <laughs> yeah. So you think it's okay for him to have his phone on while he's playing professional basketball? Well, let me ask you question. What if he was actually on the court? What if that day the coach decided to say, "You know what? I want you to play all 40 minutes." Amir Johnson not playing 40 minutes. But that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I have, what I'm like, if, hypothetically, what <laughs> if hypothetically the coach said, I want you to play all 40 like,
5: minutes? Like
1: you said, Amir Johnson wasn't <laughs> playing. He, he
5: wouldn't he even have time playing.
1: to check his phone. And man, Matter of fact, my phone's ringing thing. out.
5: But the thing is, he wasn't playing 40 minutes. And then on top of that, like just like everybody else in the world has their phone at work. So, so I don't feel like he should not be able to communicate with somebody, especially if his daughter is sick. Right? Let me ask you a question: What does checking his phone for five seconds not going to impact him playing that much? So what is superstar- I think it superstar actually more impact him if it if he didn't check his phone if he know that his daughter is sick and now he has to think about that for?
3: for 48 minutes for a full game I you know what, more. what he should have he should have gave the coach a heads up in that case and then we wouldn't have issue look my daughter's very sick You can't have the phone okay so if that's the rule that's the assistant. rule what
2: do superstar players do when their children are sick what do the superstars that have to play 40 minutes a game do when their kids are sick what, huh? do you, what do you think they'll do at half time
1: that's halftime. I don't care if you check your phone at halftime, but don't check your phone on the bench. But yeah. well, that's a good thing, too, because if my daughter was sick and I don't know what's going on, I ain't gonna be able to play well anyway. So
2: what was the what, what's your reason for scoring three points a game for the rest, the whole other t- goddamn rest of the season? Your daughter been sick all this time? My wrist hurt.
1: 800 585 105 we are talking to Mayor Johnson. Now he got thrown out of a game and fined for being on his cell phone during the 76 cent Nets game. How do you feel about it? Call us now, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about Amir Johnson. He plays for the Philadelphia 76ers. He got kicked out of the game over the weekend because he was on his cell phone, and he also got fined, all right? So we're asking, what do you think? 800-585-1051. We got Ryan on the line. Ryan, what's up, bro? What's up, man? How you feel about Amir Johnson being on his cell phone, bro?
4: man I don't feel I don't feel nothing about it I mean he only had it because supposedly you know his daughter was ill and he was checking on his daughter and you know as a human everybody has their cell phone at work at school at church we always got our phones on us. We always pulling it out. We ain't supposed to have it in certain places, but we have it anyway. And, because the phones, our whole life is in our phones. So that's the problem.
2: That pro- so. the, the problem Big is miss. y'all think y'all whole life is y'all phone. And that's why we got Cal Newport coming next hour to talk so about digital So you think the whole minimalism. team should
3: be able to have their phone?
2: That, that's what he thinks.
1: T! Hey, what's going on? How's everybody doing? Hey, hey. T. We're talking about Amir Johnson. You think he should have pulled out his cell phone, bro?
4: No, I do not. And here's the reason why. First of all, he's, he's, he goes to work. The way you guys are at work, the way I'm headed to work, that's his job. right? Whether if People are going to make jokes that he doesn't play that much, so on and so forth. But, you know, Embiid said that his, his daughter was sick. And I felt like, in my opinion, that was a, him trying to cover up for his teammate. And I always feel like you should never use kids as an excuse. to the reason why you're doing something wrong at work and not showing up to work. But that's just my opinion. If his kid was really that sick... Then tell, then tell the coach, listen, I got to go. You know, family before everything. So, he should have definitely not had that uh, that cell phone at work. And um, he should be fine. I mean, that's just my opinion. I think I he, mean, was yeah, he was and, fine. He was fine.
2: And also, when you think about the history of the NBA, we all been watching the NBA for a long time. Have you ever seen that before? You think he's the first NBA player whose kid was sick while they was, a game was going on?
1: No, nah, but I think he's the first player to pull out a cell phone I ever seen.
3: Well, yeah, everyone's seen it. That's the problem. It got caught on camera yeah. and everything. So, if nobody might have noticed for that split second that he did that, it was on television.
2: That's the sad part. But we need to be asking ourselves, how come Amir Johnson can't afford an assistant? You know what I'm saying? You don't have a cousin that could be at the game. Do they even give Amir Johnson seat? Well, he was It, it was Do they give? Yeah, they you had to get family friend seats. Yeah, but they, they don't get it that close. I'm sure they was close enough to where they could say, Amir, your daughter's sick. Man scores three points a game. You think he got court size seats, bro? And, and by the way, daughter being sick is is not the same as like daughter being in the hospital having surgery. Like, if your daughter's sick, she's sick. What can you do? Well, we don't know the whole story. Hello, who's this?
4: Yeah, man,
5: it's Jason.
1: Hey, Jason, we're talking to Mayor Johnson pulling his cell phone out during the playoff game. The Nets versus 76ers. What do you think? You think you should have did it?
5: Uh, Okay, so I might be a little biased because
4: I'm at I'm at work myself. And, hey, I, I, it's okay. Sometimes we'll be at work. And, you
3: want your cell phone at work uh, and you're not supposed to be?
4: Well... I mean, for a good cause. I want to call
3: in and give my people. Yeah, that's a good cause.
1: Okay. That's a good cause. That's close to your daughter being sick. I ain't mad at you guys. I really
2: w- I really wish y'all would stop comparing y'all jobs to the NBA. <laughs> he said, well, I'm like, we we
3: at work right this. now on the they phone. Got <laughs> too, they got tough jobs,
2: too. People, got tough jobs. They got knock it off. Jobs, too. And I got a daughter, so but if, if that was the case with Joel said about his daughter, I understand that. But to me, it's like he was on a social media screen. And I feel like it wouldn't have been a big deal if Joel did look. Let me ask you a question. Can you imagine if all NBA players were allowed to be on their phones and they all, while they on the bench, they just talking on the phone? Taking selfies. let me call you back. Coach calling me in the game. Like, no. Like, some things ain't, everything ain't for every place, bro. That's not, and that's one of them. If LeBron did it during his
1: winning seasons,
2: would it be okay? Or No. I don't think LeBron would do that. He'd be kicked out the game, too.
1: But if he wasn't sitting next to Joel, he probably would have never seen him because nobody, they wouldn't have definitely. He probably always team,
3: take his phone out. They would have <laughs> put the camera on
1: him. Yeah, they, he probably he might always do that.
2: Yeah, I never even heard of him Ed Johnson. So <laughs> and the, and Johnson. the fact that he was getting blown out, I think they wouldn't have had the cameras on the bench if they was losing.
1: Yeah, no, they, I mean they had the camera on Joel and, and and he just happened to be sitting next to him, but thank you, bro. Joel.
2: No You're right, man.
1: What's his name? Jo- jo- Joel.
3: Joel
2: Joel? Joel? Joel and Joel. Jo- jo- oh. Yeah. Now, what's the moral jo- of the jo- story? Joel used guys? to work
3: at Revolt. There yeah. is no moral to the story.
2: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just think that, you know, we got Cal Newport coming in next hour. He's got a book called Digital Minimalism. Because for whatever reason, y'all think y'all smartphones are y'all life. Like smartphones are not an organ, it's just a tool, and you gotta know when to pull your tools out. All right, well, when we come back, we got rumors on the way, E. What are we talking about?
3: Yes, let's talk about uh, Nipsey Hussle, and we'll discuss what Janae Aiko had to say to her ex-boyfriend, Big Sean, and that all has to do with Nipsey. And eBay has had to shut down some things. Plus, Reggie Bush got in some drama, all this surrounding Nipsey Hussle. All
1: right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. V. Angela Yee, Charlemagne Tha God. We are The Breakfast Club. Right. What's happening? Now, I have to announce this. I'm so excited about this. All You're right? pregnant. No, I'm not pregnant. Oh. But September 7th, mark that date, September 7th. It's a long way from there. I know it's a long way, but I got a plan. I got to make sure everything is right. You're just going to skip the summer, huh? Yeah, I'm going to skip the summer. My car show is back September 7th. All right, September 7th is my around my birthday. My birthday is September 3rd, so I'm doing a big birthday car show sponsored by Lincoln Tech. September 7th, you'll see cars from your favorite celebrities. If you want to see how your favorite celebrities drive or what they drive, September 7th, the car show will be in New Jersey. I It is at the uh, convention center. You're really Next. early on this. Yeah, the Meadowlands Convention Center. Actually, tickets going on sale today. Oh. Meadowlands Convention Center. If you want to see what your favorite celebrities drive, like 50 Cent, Pusha T, CeCe Sabathia from the Yankees, Fabulous, and a whole lot more. It's going to be a great family day. And the reason I say family day is the way that we do it is there's jumpies there's face painting there's balloons for the kids there's a section where the kids can really enjoy themselves there's going to be all types of cars from american muscle to unreleased cars ferrari lamborghini bugatti Rolls royces uh it's going to be just a dope 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 day all right so tickets go on sale today the first thousand tickets are 20 dollars. kids under five are free So it's just going to be a big family fun day. We did it last year. It sold out. We had such a great time. So we're doing it again this year. Again, September 7th is the date. If you want tickets, you can hit up eventbrite.com and definitely check it. But we want you to come through. There's so many different people. People flew in from Canada, from Houston, from Miami. It's just a great day. Charlemagne didn't give me his car last year. But that's all right.
2: I don't have a car. I'm broke, baby. You had a Cadillac. What happened to your Cadillac? My 2002 Cadillac Escalade with 373,000 miles on it. Yes. I sold it for $750. No, you did I did. I sold it for the parts. There, you did. Get out of here. I did. I'm dead serious. Get
1: out of here. Actually, $1,000. Get out of here. But again. I'm serious. September 7th is, at, is the date. The Meadowlands Convention Center is brought to you by Lincoln Tech. And again, if you want to see what your favorite celebrities drive, there's going to be so many celebrity cars there, so many people there. It's just, just a big, fun day. Tickets are $20 right now. The first 1,000 tickets are $20. So, you know, we appreciate you guys and hope to see you guys out September 7th at the car show. Yeah,
2: five months from now, okay? But mark it on your calendar. Mark it on your calendar. Right. You'll remember again no, in we, August. No, because it, it's 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 a big venue, and, and
1: tickets go fast. So we got to get people's cars in. We got it's, it's a lot to do. It's not doing the car show. It's not an easy thing. All right, but now when we come back, we got rumors. We'll tell you about TI and the Family Hustle. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to these rumors. Let's talk Ti and Tiny.
0: This is the
1: Rumor Report with Angela Yee Rumor has it. Rumor.
0: on the Breakfast Club. So listen up. Nah, 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 nah.
3: Nah, nah, nah. Well, of course, you guys are familiar with T.I. and Tiny Friends and Family Hustle. Mm -hmm. And we have a trailer from the new season. Are you okay, friend? Going through a divorce is not easy. I just didn't expect to be a 38-year-old single mom of three. Love you. I couldn't imagine going through a divorce with kids, man.
4: I'm on my own
3: like on my own, own
1: but God gonna give you the strength to do whatever you need to do
3: the problem is this according to some insiders they're upset that Monica will not talk about calling it quits on her marriage she won't even mention Shannon's name her ex-husband Shannon so people are very frustrated because they want to make sure that storyline is there because of course we haven't really heard Monica say anything about it yet Right?
2: Yeah, maybe she's not ready to talk about it
3: right but you know how it is in television when you're on a reality show they want to make sure yeah but sure
1: this is real life if she's not ready to deal with that yet yeah, she's not really ready to deal with it
3: so they said she's just not cooperating with the producers. And I get it. I understand it. You know, but of course, producers never like when yeah. people don't want to talk about their yeah, real life I don't want on you the to show. So my, it's always a balance. I don't want you to exploit my real life for storylines.
2: Because it's something I'm still processing. I'm sure she's still right. processing. Of course. It Everything's just not the Kardashians now where they talk about everything. They don't, All right, now they don't t- do it in the moment either, though.
3: Now let's talk about Big Sean. He posted, We still feel your energy. Thank you, Nipsey. And Janae Aiko responded, You are so special to me, to the world. While we're both still on this planet, I just want to say I love you beyond measure. Even though I get mad and you trigger the F out of me, you make me feel and I appreciate that because I thought I was dead inside. My ego has no say when it comes to you and my heart has been... Uh, broken a thousand times just to expand. It always finds room for you, the good and the bad, bad. I love you from this life to the next and all the other lives we've known each other before. I'ma always talk my ish, but I'ma always have your back.
2: Can I pull up though? <laughs> Can I pull up, boo? But no, for um. real, you, you should always tell people you love them, you value, and you appreciate them, man, because you just never know them. That's why
3: I was loving those text messages that Lauren was sending to Nipsey that she read aloud at the memorial service. Yeah. I was like, oh, we got to make sure we send messages like that to people all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. Because you never know.
2: Like Donald Glover said, we could all be dead next week.
3: Stop it. Now, <laughs> eBay has responded to people selling Nipsey Hussle Memorial programs online. I see some of these programs are going for like $500, $700. So, of course, you're not allowed to do that. Okay? That's not protected by the rules on eBay. You cannot make money off of a tragedy. So, they're going to have to start taking those down. Now, let's really? talk about, yeah, you can't sell memorial programs. I didn't, didn't they know auction off the truck that Tupac got shot in? Well, yes. maybe that was like a private thing. I don't know mm. what that. But this is like, you know, I guess they feel like this is tacky. And mm. they
2: auctioned off that BMW that time, too. Or oh, the BMW, I don't remember. I, th- I, know, I, th- I, th- I thought they auctioned off the car. No, the they, 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 that they I auctioned
1: know. off his original truck, but they did auction off that uh, BMW, too. I don't know mm-hmm. if that, I don't know.
3: All right, so they're removing all of those listings, though. You cannot profit from human tragedy or suffering. Mm -hmm. All right, now, Reggie Bush, he was trying to start a GoFundMe, and that was supposed to be for Nipsey Hussle's kids. Now, he did donate $10,000 to them, and he was hoping to raise up to $100,000. He posted this video.
4: I want to tell you guys about an amazing initiative that we've been able to put together in honor of the late, great Nipsey Hussle. In partnership with GoFundMe and with the help of our marketing team over at CAA, we have been empowered by Lauren London, Nipsey's girlfriend, To put together a GoFundMe account that directly benefits Nipsey's two kids, Imani and Cross.
3: Well, turns out that according to Karen Sybil, the family did not want this GoFundMe started. She posted, please remove this tweet as this was privately asked of you already. The family nor Lauren requested this and you did it anyway. And then they had some back and forth about this GoFundMe. He said, wait, wait, wait one minute. I just heard about this story. I'm sorry, but I must defend myself here. This is beyond me. I have absolutely nothing to gain from this. Let me repeat. I have not one thing to gain from this. Not sure where this came from or who you spoke to, but you must be sadly mistaken if you think we just lost our minds and made up some fake GoFundMe. I mean, me and my wife spent an hour in that room stressing about how to even do the video. So he was trying to do something positive. Apparently, according to Karen Civil, the family privately asked him not to do it. And he did it anyway, but he's saying that's not true.
2: So if they asked him privately not to do it and he did it anyway, then he is in the wrong. And and, and also, when you're doing anything like that, you should reach out to Nipsey's team or Nipsey's family to see if that's something that they want them want to do anyway.
3: Mm-hmm. Like you
2: shouldn't just start a GoFundMe. I agree, yeah. you, you should But I think he did to try the to, the to do it
3: in uh, for a good purpose. It I don't, don't matter. Think it was, it's not about the intent you. Was not, the intent was not a bad intent, I would assume. Right. I would hope. Yeah, I but agree. But he took it down. Yeah. it's just you did that, take it down. Uh, everybody needs to
2: remember, it's not about you in this time. It's about Nipsey's legacy. It's about Nipsey's Correct. family. It's about Nipsey's real team. Like, but
3: they did have a dope memorial basketball court that actually they revealed this weekend. It looks amazing. I've seen that. I and understood. I'm sure that
2: they couldn't do that either without uh, running it by Nipsey's team and his family.
3: And Jermaine Dupree also has says that he believes that Nipsey Hussle was Jesus, and there were a lot of people that were going back and forth. Uh, they said he was a great man, but don't compare him to Jesus. That's wrong. And he said, it's very interesting to me that when a person is sick, everyone is quick to ask someone for their prayers with hope that it heal the pain. But when I say I feel like Nip was Jesus, I'm crazy.
2: Here's the thing. If Jesus came back right now, y'all wouldn't know. Jesus might be the bum on the street that you walk by all the time and don't put no change in his Starbucks cup. How would you know Jesus if he came back right now? If somebody came back right now and told you, I am Jesus, the son of God, here to save you from all your sins, would you believe him? Nope. Nobody would. So I'm not going to dismiss what Jermaine Dupri said.
3: All right, I feel you. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. All right. Hey, fam. Coca-Cola just came out with a brand new flavor. Yeah, you heard that right. They've now got Orange Vanilla Coke and Orange Vanilla Coke Zero. Head to your closest retailer and try Orange Vanilla Coke and Orange Vanilla Coke Zero today.
1: All right. Now you when, heard that right. You got you good, fam. Yes. All right. Now when we come back, donkey. Today's up next. Will you give me your donkey, too, <coughs> Uh
2: We need Laura Ingram of Fox News to come to the front congregation. you would like to have a word with her. All right. We'll you get into to that, that next. To face.
3: Yes, I would. You think I wouldn't?
2: I'm going to invite her up here to see Okay,
3: go ahead. Invite see? her. Oh, yes, Okay. Man. I know you're friends with her and Tommy Lauren.
2: <laughs> I don't know, Laura, but I'll bring
3: her up here. I want to see if I'll you got that her. same I energy. I definitely do. I think she's disgusting for that. That was very offensive to laugh at someone's death.
2: Eddie, schedule Laura Ingram for next week. All, All right. right ahead. <laughs> when we come
3: back, <laughs> don't please, of the day you get our Laura Ingram.
1: Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.
3: You get donkey the
0: date yeah, you dumb ass. You get the, yeah, you, dumb ass. You, get the yeah, you
2: dumb ass. You are
0: it's time for
5: Donkey of the Day. Of the day, huh? I'm going to fatten all that shit around your eye.
1: They want this man to throw them blows, man. They wait for Charlamagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. They had
0: to make a judgment <laughs> of who was going to be on the Donkey of the Day. They chose you.
2: It's a breakfast club, bitches. Who's Donkey of the Day today? Yes, Donkey of the Day for Monday, April 15th, Tax Day goes to Fox News host, Laura Ingram. And we got to tax that ass this morning, Laura. Now, on Friday's episode of The Ingram Angle, Laura decided to report on the funeral services of the late, great Nipsey Hussle. Drop on a clues bomb for Nipsey Hussle, damn it. Okay. Uh, Laura decided to report on the funeral services, and we wish she didn't. All right, now when somebody shows you who they are, believe them, and a lot of these news anchors on Fox News have showed us who they are a long time ago. They don't value hip-hop, they don't value black culture, so they would never handle reporting a story about a black rapper being killed the way they would a white politician being killed. But even though I don't expect anything from Fox News, every now and then uh, they stoop so low that I have to say, wow, let's listen to how Laura Ingram handled reporting on Nipsey's funeral service.
4: Thousands lined the streets, to say goodbye to rapper Nipsey Hussle. Now, this dear artist recently released a song called FDT, F Donald Trump. F- Trump. F- Trump. Okay, now that's a very creative refrain. Very catchy. Very catchy, catchy. Irving and, Berlin, is look it, out. Is it, <laughs> <laughs> it all began and ended with Irving Berlin yeah. for you, didn't it? Yeah. Um, so the, the refrain, the chorus, it goes on and on, is that, related to the lowest unemployment ever, oh, basically, okay. for African
2: Americans. But, but now, for those who might not remember, <laughs> this is 70s. What <laughs> the hell so funny? I don't know. Uh, never waste your feelings on people who don't value you, but none of what I have to say has to do with feelings. Politics aside, uh, forget the fact that you don't like the FDT song, Laura, and you're highly upset that Nipsey and YG disrespected your president. As a human being, as a person with a soul, you should understand that a father, a son, a brother, a spiritual husband, lost his life tragically to gun violence. Would you crack any jokes or laugh if you were reporting on the 17 kids who died in the Parkland shooting? What about if you were reporting on the 49 people who were shot and killed inside Post Nightclub in Orlando? Would you crack any jokes or laugh if you were reporting on the 58 people who were shot and killed in Vegas when the guy started shooting from the window of the Mandalay Bay Resort? Would you crack jokes and laugh if, God forbid, the 45th president of the United States of America was shot and killed? Would there be any jokes to be made in that scenario? Would, it, would that be a time for giggles? Of course it wouldn't be, Laura Ingram, You've been on TV a long time. You know how to handle these kinds of situations, but you chose to handle this Nipsey situation the way you did because you don't value men like Nipsey Hussle. To you, he's just the black gangbanger of African descent. So in your mind, you're thinking, good riddance. To quote your president, he's from, you know, one of those hole countries. And he's a crip. So you're probably thinking that's what happens to black men in gangs. Right. Black on black crime. They kill each other. Why should we care? <laughs> the reason you should care is because of this thing called empathy. But you don't have that for Nipsey Hussle because you could only have that with a brother like Nipsey if you felt Nipsey in yourself. See, you can only understand people if you feel them in yourself. And it's impossible for you to ever feel an East African brother uh, from South Central. And that is the problem with America in a nutshell. We have no love for people who are different from us. If we all treated people the way we wanted to be treated, the world would be a greater place. Laura Ingram, simple question, simple. What if that was your son? What if that was your brother? What if that was your father? What if that was the father of your children? Would you be okay with someone laughing at his untimely demise in any way, shape, or form? Of course you wouldn't. You know, You know. actually, we all have to get to a point in America where the golden rule isn't, isn't even enough anymore. Meaning, don't treat people how you want to be treated. Treat people how they want to be treated. All I want is for you to have some respect for me and mine. I just want you to have some empathy for me and mine. Have some empathy for other human life, period. There is something about valuing people, not because they value you, but because you can see God in them. I repeat, there is something about valuing people, not because they value you, but because you can see God in them. But it takes a God to recognize a god, and I would never expect a mayonnaise-flavored devil to recognize a black god when they see one. Too much goddamn mayonnaise! You're goddamn right. Please let Kathy Griffin uh, handle my white, I mean, light work.
1: Please give this giant jar of mayo the biggest, hee-haw. Yeah, I
2: didn't see nothing funny with that. No. Laura Ingram, the word of the day is imp Crack Cracker ass, cracker! Okay. Geez. <laughs> All
1: right. <laughs> all right, well, thank you for that donkey today. Mm-hmm. And let me shout out to everybody. Yo, when I just announced the car show, we sold four hundred tick I sold four hundred and fifty tickets in two minutes. Really? Which is dope. Yeah. So shout out to everybody coming out again. It's September 7th, my car show. This will be the second annual car show brought to you by Lincoln Tech, your favorite celebrity cars, uh, all type of cars, exclusive cars, muscle cars. We just have a good time. It's it's a big family day. You bring the kids under age of, of five is free, jumpies. You name it, we have it out there for the kids. So I'm excited about this September you're sell, 7th. You trying to sell another 400 tickets. Uh no, I'm just talking about the event. I'm ex- I'm excited. Oh, I'm, I'm okay. proud about my event. I put this together myself. But You sir. are trying to sell another 400 tickets. I want to sell another 4,000. Okay. Why are you going to shoot so right, low? Right, I want I'm to sell 4,000. Hey, all right. You know? You know, I don't have
2: your car this year, you know, so I don't know what's going to happen. I don't have no car. Why you keep saying like I got a car? Now, when we come back, who's joining us? Oh, man. Cal uh, Newport. Now, Kyle Newport Cal Newport is an author. He wrote a book called Digital Minimalism. I have read Digital Minimalism twice this year. And in this world where everybody is so addicted to their smartphones and so addicted to social media, you really need to hear what Cal has to say. Amir Johnson, listen up, buddy. All right? So you can be focused for the next six next game.
1: Oh my bad, I was on my phone
2: Alright, yeah, we'll talk to Cal Let's when we come back
1: Don't move, it's The Breakfast Club, good morning Morning everybody, it's DJ NV, Angela Yee Charlamagne the Guy, we are The Breakfast Club We got a special guest in the building Yes sir Author Cal Newport, welcome sir Thank you for having me Not just an author, also a professor Yep Yes. teacher at georgetown university
2: but he wrote this book it's called digital minimalism choosing a focused life in a noisy world i know you've heard me talk about this book i love this book i've read it twice he just
3: threw down his phone as a matter of fact on okay. the table. <laughs> right well no he beca- said that.
2: because of Cal, i have like uh learned how to be a part of
6: the attention resistance that's
2: right you know what i'm saying explain what the attention resistance is
6: well i mean it's a group of people who have realize the degree to which these really large attention conglomerates are engineering their products to try to get you looking at this thing a lot more than you need to, Mm -hmm. or a lot more than you know is healthy. So there's a group of people out there that say, yeah, enough of that. How can I go in? How can I get the value out of the internet? How can I get the value out of my phone without looking at it 150 times a day?
2: Yeah, it's so many different things to talk about. Uh, first thing that One of the first things you break down in the book is uh, what a Silicon Valley whistleblower said about social media addiction and compared it to a whistleblower in the tobacco industry. Can you explain a little bit of that?
6: Yeah, well, this is what's interesting about smartphones and social media. I mean, we, we think that looking at the phone all the time is fundamental to the technology. Like, that's the way you're supposed to use it. It's not the way we used to use it. the way we use iphones when they first came out it's not the way we use social media when it first came out
3: it's to make phone calls and listen to music
6: make phone calls listen to music and social media you would you would post something and maybe come back later that week and see if someone else had posted something Mm -hmm. then they re-engineered the experience so that it would be all about social approval indicators coming to you all day long right so every time you hit on the app am i getting a like the like button wasn't there in the Mm -hmm. early days so i have favorites am i getting tagged in photos that was on purpose because they realized if they could have something you could see about yourself every time you hit the app on your phone, you'd get a slot machine effect.
3: And people get devastated when they post a picture and they don't get enough likes. And they're like, oh my God, what's wrong with me?
6: Yeah, and Tristan, so Tristan Harris, this whistleblower from Google, uh, he claims that Instagram was even artificially holding back the favorites on the photos because they had studied the reinforcement schedules from slot machines and realized mm. if you sometimes see nothing, Mm-hmm. and you sometimes see a lot it's much more compulsive to come back and so like a lot of what i'm arguing is this idea that you have to use the phone all the time that's not fundamental to the technology that was essentially engineered by a small number of companies mm-hmm. because they had to get those revenue numbers up before their ipos
1: now are we talking about the the phone self the internet being bad or just the social media social media element yeah. of it
6: it's the social media element but not even the social media element it's the engineered social media experience that gets you to look at the phone all the time Mm -hmm. and i try to separate those things i mean i think the internet's great Mm -hmm. i think smartphones are a miracle i think the ability to connect with people online is a huge innovation the thing that gets me upset is how a small number of companies took that good behavior and used it as the foundation to get us to do this all day long
3: so Mm -hmm. we're like addicted so how do you declutter
6: yes the digital declutter yeah digital declutter it's like a. Mary Kondo. I didn't know anything about Mary Kondo. Now I know a lot about Mary Kondo after I've, people are telling me about this declutter your closet. I guess it's the same, type, same thing with your phone. I need to do that. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> well, here's the idea. Right? Essentially, I worked with about 1,600 people last year. And we went through this thing. It worked really well. And you know what I had them do and what seemed to work is I said, step away from everything for a month like everything you could step away from where it's not going to cause trouble. You know, don't go on your social media, no video games, don't look at the news online. Step away for a month, get some space. When you're done with that month, rebuild what you're doing in your digital life from scratch. Except for this time, say, what do I really need? And then when you add it to your life, say, how am I going to use it? Mm -hmm. So you you clean out the sort of haphazard uh, pile of various apps and services that you've sort of just downloaded, signed up for, you know, over the years. that you use somewhat randomly. You clear that all out. And you rebuild it from scratch, but this time you rebuild it, and this is what I really want to do, and here's how I want to use it. So you're getting the value, but you're not getting taken for a ride.
2: You got uh, s- several steps for the digital declutter. What do you think the most important one is? Because I want them to go read his books. I don't want to give them all of them. But what, what do you <laughs> think
6: the most important one is? Well, you know, it kind of depends on, on who's doing it, but when younger people are doing the declutter, really the hardest, hardest thing about it for them is what do they do without the screen? Mm-hmm. So actually taking that time when you, you don't have the screen to look at during the declutter and putting in some real effort and figuring out what do I want to do instead? Mm-hmm. Like, how do I actually want to spend my time? Mm-hmm. That's really crucial. So, so the people who did it, who actually experimented and reflected and thought hard about what do I really want to do with my time? They succeeded afterwards in sort of really rebuilding their digital lives. The people who just tried to white knuckle it, said, I just want a break. I just want to detox. I just want to get away from it for a little while. They really had a hard time staying away and they fell back into what they were doing.
3: He said a lot of people couldn't even do the thirty day.
6: Yeah, well, I mean, it's hard. It's we, we don't know the degree to which like this is an escape, right? I mean, every moment that you feel a little bit bored, you look at the screen. Mm-hmm. When something hard's happening in your life, and you don't want to deal with it, you look at the screen. You know, when the demons come out, right? Instead of actually grappling with those demons, you say, "Let me just do a little bit more scrolling." It's it's a, a really big escape for a lot of people, but that has its consequences. I but also you
2: don't think we don't we don't understand how big to a degree how uh, much of an addiction it is. Because yes. human beings love validation.
3: Like, God forbid you leave your phone at home for the day by accident. And people feel like they cannot function. Yeah. Because I what, do that all the time by accident.
1: But for me, it's more than just social media. Like, you know, for instance, on on a drive-in, I use Waze every morning. That that shows me if the police are out. Like, yeah. it's more than just social media. And, and for me, and I know a lot of people, even, even I make it my kids, you know, this is kind of like a library for me. Yeah. You know, back in the day, you'd have to go to the library to look up things and, and to pull stuff from encyclopedia. But for now... If, if, if I do get to a point where I'm waiting, let's say I'm waiting at a doctor's office or waiting somewhere, I open up my phone and I look at things that I'm a hobby. I look at cars, I look at vacations,
6: I look at destination points.
2: Well, Kyle doesn't think social media is bad. You just think we should use it as a tool. That sounds like you're using it as a tool, right? Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah, well, this is also, this was the, the main argument I used to get from the sort of the, the social media companies, right? Is they want to mix everything together. So I say, I'm happy with this fact that you re-engineered your product to try to get me to look at 150 times a day. And they say, what, you don't think we should use smartphones? I'm a computer scientist, right? I'm like I'm a computer guy, I'm a tech guy. I think the modern smartphone is a miracle. I think Google maps are ways. Like this this mm-hmm. is a miracle. I think Google, right? The ability to Google things, that's actually like a profound step. I think long form podcasting is actually having a, a sort of a massive innovation. It's giving mm-hmm. people about an hour back per day but able to listen to interesting mm-hmm. content. That's all important. The thing that gets me is the fact that doing this all the time is not at all fundamental to any of those values right and that's what i'm trying to get people away from Mm -hmm. is just the sort of the mindless pulling this out as a way to sort of escape everything else and and what's happening is this is keeping it's not that this is bad when you're doing it it's the fact that when you do it all the time it keeps you away from the things you know are more important right
1: all right we have more with author cal Newport. He's also professor at Georgetown University. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Gee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have author and professor Cal Newport in the building. I talk to kids
3: all the time, and I was talking to these young girls at a high school the other day, and we were discussing social media and how they use it and how difficult it is for them to not respond to certain things. How do we get kids out of this mindset where they feel like they have to be on social media all the time, they have to respond to criticism, they're mean to each other? What can be done about something like that?
6: Social media for the teenage braid is a really bad mix Mm -hmm. from, from a mental health perspective, from a health perspective. And so my prediction is I wouldn't be surprised if, let's say, five years from now, the idea that you would let a, a teenager use social media, we're going to think about that like we think about smoking. Right? Yes. That the teenage brain was too susceptible to nicotine, so we figured out okay, you don't want teenagers the smoke because it's developing in a certain way where the nicotine hits it really, really strong. I think we're going to see that with teenagers' social media, that uh, once this was re-engineered to play off of these psychological vulnerabilities, it gets to look at it all the time. You combine that with the adolescent brain mm-hmm. and the mix is explosive. And we, we see these trends. It's really, really distressing. You look at uh, mental health disorders, you look at hospitalizations for self-harm or suicide tips, you look at it by birth year, right? As soon as you get to the, the kids who are born late enough to have smartphones and social media starting in their early adolescence, it's, it's right off the chart. You talk right about up.
2: that in the spend time alone chapter a lot. Like, yeah. like you, you say these kids need, what do you call it solitude deprivation? Yeah. Break that down.
6: Yeah, so so what happens if you never give yourself any time alone with your own thoughts, just it's you and your thoughts, you're bored, you're looking at the world around you, but you're not looking at input that was created by another person. Well, young people have pushed that experiment to the extreme, because if you want to find a group of people who never have any time below with your thoughts, it's really like the teenagers with their phones, right, they're on it constantly. And we see the anxiety really jump up for that particular generation. So I think that's the canary in the coal mine that's telling us when you start banishing time below with your thoughts, short circuits the brain. And so what happens is you get anxious. And I, I think as a culture, we have this background hub of anxiety that we've just become used to. Like, yeah, you kind of always feel a little bit anxious, but a lot of this is really just we're short-circuiting the brain because this brain was not meant to be processing input from other people all day long, right? I mean, this is not what our brain evolved for. So it's, it's crossing some wires in there. So we're all a little bit frazzled. We're all a little bit anxious, and we don't realize it's probably self-imposed. Now, what age do
1: you suggest that kids start getting on social media, I guess, or, or start using their smartphones?
6: I would say 18. 18. Yeah, I and I'm alone. Everyone thinks I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I say 18 mainly because I'm just I don't use social media too. <laughs> oh, so you, you don't use yeah, social yeah, media. Yeah, yeah. So, so to me, I'm saying, hey, make it, make it 25. We're probably okay. I'm 35 years old. All this stuff was around. I'm an author. Never had a social media account. And managed it,
3: to write how many books because? S- of it. Yeah,
6: because of it, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> six. And, yeah. And the
1: reason is because you feel like it's it's not necessarily good for the brain.
6: Especially good for the brain. And so I got to watch this happen from afar. But I'll say, like when I ran these 1,600 people through that digital declutter probably about half said, okay, I don't need social media. But the other half did. They said, I got things I needed it for, like really important things I need social media for. Uh, but of that half that still use social media, like 98% of them took it off the phone. Yes. Mm-hmm. that's, that, I, that's only, the move. Yeah, they only take got IG. Of, and that works. For, yeah, see, I, that's Instagram's genius is because it uses the camera, so it's hard to get off the phone. Yeah. Uh, but most of them, you, you take it off the phone, and what you're doing is you're taking the power away from the companies because all that energy to make this something that's addictive, that's put it through the app. So now if you're using it because, you, you know, whatever, you're posting some things, you're connecting with people, you know, whatever, you use it for the reasons you use it. You're not doing this on your phone. They don't have the hooks in your brain. Anymore.
2: I love what you said in the Spend Time Alone chapter, going back to the mental health aspect of it. You said seemingly overnight the number of students seeking mental health counseling massively expanded, and uh, people started developing something that used to be rare, which was anxiety. And so you asked, you know, what caused the anxiety and anxiety-related disorders, and she replied without hesitation, smartphone.
6: Yeah. Well, this was the head of mental health at a major university. Mm-hmm. This was years ago, but I was, you know, I was talking to her about phones and she's like, it's, it was overnight. Was like, yeah, we had, you know, we run the mental health service for the university. We have people coming in for all the normal things that, you know, 18, 19, 20 year olds come in for you. have a whole mix of things. And she's like, just changed overnight. And it was four times the number of people that used to come in. And it's all anxiety, anxiety related disorders. They rarely saw that. What from the smartphone causes the anxiety though? Like well, there's a couple different things going on. So so from like a neurological perspective, you have just a solitude deprivation, right? Mm-hmm. And so the way our brain has evolved is that it takes listening to another person or processing input from another person, it takes that really seriously, right? Because that was key to our survival. We, we've learned that if someone's talking to me, there's a lot going on. Like a, a lot of my brain is at work. It's kind of exhausting, right? I got to model what you're doing. I got to try to, to simulate your mental state. And so if you put yourself constantly in a state of processing input from other minds, your brain doesn't know that you don't have to pay too much attention to this one. This is just like a, an Instagram post. It doesn't know that. So it's using a lot of resources, it. makes you anxious to always be doing that. And then you have the actual what happens on social media. And so one of the reasons why anxiety gets particularly high for teenagers is that you have a lot of this sort of back and forth. Uh, subtle social manipulation That's mm-hmm. going on social media It takes some sort of Bad tendencies we all have At the teenage years And it amplifies it up By a factor of 10 uh, So you put those two things together And especially for young people so The brain's short-circuiting All I'm ever doing Is processing information It's desperate for a break Gets anxious And then what you're actually Looking at is playing With your emotions And your sense of sociality In such a way that you feel uh, Worried or upset Or why don't mm-hmm. people like me Or people are getting at you Backstabbing you on there Put those together It's like a recipe for anxiety going to blow up. I love uh, what
2: you talked about with the effects of social media on friendship. And you talked about consolidate texting, and you said phones have become woven into a fraught sense of obligation, and a friendship, being a friend means being on
6: call, tethered to your phone, ready to be attentive online. It's true. I mean, it's all the time, right? Uh, and the, your friends, family, like, why aren't you answering the text? Right. All, yeah. the, all the, all the texts are going on.
3: <laughs> or they do the question mark, like, hello. hello and you're yeah. like, um, I stepped away from my phone for 10 minutes. Relax.
6: Yeah, it's it's, it's, been, it's been five minutes. Yeah. Well, well, here's one of the things, again, we know is that social connections are sort of at the center of human flourishing, right? Like, mm-hmm. social connections are so crucial that, like, our social system is connected to our pain centers, right? That we, we, we actually, the same center that makes us feel physical pain comes into play when we feel isolated or lonely, right? So it's really important. So how do you best, you know, satisfy that drive for social connection? Well, if you're sacrificing time and attention on behalf of a relationship. So it's like, I actually, I went to where you are. I'm giving up some of my time. I'm making a sacrifice for you to come to you. We're going to do something together. I'm, I'm showing you a commitment. I'm actually sort of making some sacrifice for you. Those type of connections are really strong. And we feel really good about it. And when you replace it with what psychologists call social stacking, which is the stuff that requires almost no sacrifice of time and attention, I just hit like on your thing, mm-hmm. or drop a comment or send you a quick text, it doesn't give you the same satisfaction. And so we get this sort of paradoxical results in the research literature where people who use social media more end up lonelier. And the reason is, is because they think what they're doing on here, it feels like this is being social, but the... the Sort of deep social centers in our brain mm-hmm. really want you to be sacrificing on, you know, it, with someone. I took time out of my day. I'm sitting down with you. I'm talking with you face to face. That's what it's craving. So if you replace that with the easier stuff, you end up paradoxically lonelier because there's this deep part of your brain that doesn't know about text messages It doesn't know about Instagram that says well we haven't been social today at
1: all. So how do people get in contact mm. with you now? Because it's definitely not on social media. So how can somebody get in contact
6: with you? <laughs> you don't <laughs> you need to get in contact when you get, get in contact at... with his work.
2: Yeah. Where are you <laughs> okay. going to be at if they want to hear
6: you speak? How do they know? How do they, how do they get this information? Well I do have a website calduport.com. Okay. Yeah because
2: <laughs> yeah, he's not against I, websites. I like, you're not you're Minimalism. Not, huh? I'm okay. a nerd. I'm Come on. Yeah, there's, so, there's, there's, there's pros and cons to technology is all you're saying.
6: And we got to just be a little bit more careful about yeah you start to get intentional about I want to I want to Care about what the pros are, I want to avoid the cons. It looks a lot different than what a lot of us are doing today. You, you get a lot out of the tech without getting taken for a ride. That's the whole idea. Well, give them the website again calduport.com. And we appreciate you for book, joining us, man. man. Digital yeah.
2: Minimalism Choosing a Focused Life in a Noisy World. I've read it twice this year. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Go get it.
1: Well, thank you very much, sir. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. It's Cal Newport. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ M V Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Kodak Black. It's about
4: time. What's going on? Yeah. Rumor Report. Rumor
0: Report. This is The Rumor Report Talk to with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club.
3: Now, Kodak Black has responded to reports. People were saying that he got stomped out of the show after he was in the audience. He was performing in Raleigh, North Carolina. I saw that video, too. And yeah, he looked
1: like he got stomped. They looked like he tried to crowd surf, and then he got back up. They said that was an old video. I, I don't know, know how old me. that
3: video was, but here's what he had to say on Instagram. Don't stomp me out. Man,
2: you, you better off
3: amputating both your legs. You kick me. Let alone stomp
2: me. Yeah, I was told by one of my youngins that was an old video.
3: Yeah, so I don't know what exactly happened, but he's saying he did not get stomped out. He said, then what happened? All right. Now, um, let's talk about T.I., by the way. There was a snippet of a song on social media, and it looks like T.I. is talking about Kodak Black. We don't know that for sure, but that's what it feels like. All
1: that back and forth to get into. Said what I said in a minute, too. Your come your thought, your thought come your word, and your word come your action, and your action come absurd. You
2: for yeah, I have mixed emotions about stuff like this because uh T.I. is an artist. He's and a artist. And when you're yeah. an artist, you express what's going on in your life through your music through but your then art. when mm-hmm. it's labeled as a Kodak Black diss song you're like Tia why are you wasting energy doing a Kodak Black diss song he
3: might but have I don't just did a, a song co- though.
2: he might yeah. have just did a song and people call it a diss song timing wise
3: it would make sense it's a verse
2: it's a feature so he probably was just rapping about what was going on that's not a whole diss song
3: alright now let's talk about Waka I didn't know this but they said he was involved in a shootout and this was April 4th at a studio where he was working in Atlanta fortunately nothing happened to him But according to reports, he was at that studio where three men opened fire and at least one person was injured. You know, when officers got there, they said that three males had fired several shots into the building. One man got hit in the right arm. But fortunately, Waka is okay. Okay. All right, R. Kelly, his bank account is supposedly in the negative right now, according to reports, according to court documents. Um, They're saying right now his bank account is at negative 13. (laughs) <laughs> so not looking good. That's crazy. Damn
2: it, man, it would be funny. It would be funny if it was actually in the teens, though. Stupid. Like not negative thirteen, but like actually thirteen dollars, fourteen dollars, fourteen dollars. Because that's you know that's the age he likes his women. But does he go to back to jail? Because he can't pay his child support. He can't get a job. He, he can't to find try to
3: find get, get work. that child support lowered. Mm. I don't know.
2: Well, Kelly's probably going to jail. Mm. All and right.
3: Th- and let's talk about Notori Nutton and uh, Keely Williams from 3LW. Now, there was some beef going on over the weekend. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> explain, to the, explain to the people who 3LW is. Yeah.
3: <laughs> They're a group. And Adrienne Bylon, you know her. Group. She was in the group <laughs> as well. Um, Adrienne Bylon, you know her from The Real. We know Notori from Power. As Tasha and Keely Williams was a cheetah girl yes as well so uh, here was Notori talking about basically this rumored fight that happened at KFC we had this huge fight I said I'm not the one who's trying to kick me out the group don't be mad that Wendy
0: Williams or that the news is out because it's true and there was some
3: names called She turned around, Keely, and threw the plate of food, mashed potatoes, chicken, in my face. And I got out the car, and I was just like, I'm going home. They drove off with that driver and left me in the parking lot
2: in Atlanta, Georgia. This is how I know black people be bored. The fact (laughs) y'all care about this shows me that y'all don't have (laughs) a life. Hold on, here's Kelly
3: responding to uh, these allegations. So I'm over here being a mom, literally bothering no one. And I hear... Mary Naughton tells all what really happened at KFC. Then I hear that not only did I pie her in the face with chicken and mashed potatoes, we left her on the side of the road. First of all, no, we didn't.
1: And second of all, why would you need to make up
3: new lies? Were the old ones not working anymore?
2: This is crazy.
3: For some reason, this was a big story over the weekend. No, it
2: wasn't. This was 20-plus years ago, and <laughs> I think that we need to stop thinking just because you see something on Shade Room, it's a big story. Like, nobody really cares about this in the grand scheme of things, except for Keeley. Well, people were weighing Notori wearing, don't even care.
3: People were weighing in, you know, and but Notori was on TV1's Uncensored, so, you know, of course, she's going to be asked these questions about 3LW and Oh, that's where this happened. came from.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Oh, see,
3: that makes more sense. Yeah. I'm
2: like, I was trying to figure out why did this just all of a sudden resurface? Yeah, she did no, unsensed. she un- c- did uncensored. Okay, uncensored talks about your past. We right. yeah. you will talk about stuff from 20 years yeah, ago. Of course, you of a that's chicken the point at somebody. Of it. That's right. So Keely was just waiting for that chicken moment to pop back up <laughs> so she can get her spotlight going.
3: All right, Jesus well, I'm Angela Christ. Yee, and that is your rumor report.
1: All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, Revolt will see you guys tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice mixes up next. Get your request in at DJ Envy. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same.
3: I tried the new flavors of Orange Vanilla Coke and Orange Vanilla Coke Zero Sugar. Yeah, you heard that right. And I have to tell you, it's a great combination of Coke, orange, and vanilla flavor. Head to your closest retailer today and try it out.
1: Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. What's happening? Good morning. Now, in New York <laughs> City, we had this hall called Webster Hall that closed down for a little bit for renovations. Mm-hmm. And it's opening back up, all right? Friday, April 26th. And the person opening up this, this hall is Hov.
2: Let me tell you something. Uh, I, I don't go to too many concerts because, like, for me to really come out and watch you on stage. I got to really enjoy you. So I think the last concert I went to might have been Ed Sheeran mm-hmm. at the Barclays last year. And then, you know, I go to, like, my, me and my, my wife is in the jail, Scott and Erica Badu, and so we go to things like that. hmm I think the last hip-hop concert I went to was Jay-Z's B-Side. Mm. Well, this is B-Side, too. Yeah. Or maybe it was Drake. I don't remember. When did he do the jay Z B B-Side the first time? Mm-hmm. I went the first time He had it at Terminal 5 This is my kind of show This is my kind of show Because this is for the real Hip hop heads This is for the people Who grew up on Jay-Z You know what I'm saying This ain't for the people That love Big Pimpin' Alright This ain't for the This ain't the people Who love dirt off your shoulders Right This ain't the people Who love hard knock life Alright This is for the people Who love the evils That's
1: right well, For the this, people Who
2: love Lucky Me Well do you know somebody? What do you mean, do I know somebody?
1: Because tickets go on sale, and it's very limited tickets. And American Express holders, you get the pre-sale first and then open to general admission the day after. So if you don't know somebody, you, you might be done.
2: Well, you know, I hate to, I hate to, you know, be this guy. oh but, let me hear this. Uh, the last B-side show, Jay-Z hit me personally and said, you're going to be there, right? And made sure I was set up right. So salute to Hov. You know? I don't think he's going to call you this time, though. I think I, I'm pretty sure I'll be in there with my Rock Nation hat on. I, don't, I, don't I got know. a brand new Rock Nation hat still in the box at the house right now. I don't think he's going to call Let me tell you something. From. I love Rock. Nation. Listen, let me tell you something. I love Rock Nation. Oh, this is how you're getting tickets No, right? I'm just being, you know that, though. <laughs> like, they, Listen, there's some good people. J- Sean Carter, Beehive, to Emery. Shaka, Emery, mm-hmm. Ty Law. Up? They just Ty-tai, good people. Good energy, you know what I'm saying? I like I, them. What up, Bi? I like them as humans, you know what I mean? These mm-hmm. are people that I like as humans. That doesn't guarantee you a ticket, though. I guarantee you, I'm gonna be at the B Side Two
1: show. Uh, I'm just telling you, the tickets are tickets are advanced. They're saying tickets might range from two hundred fifty to three hundred ninety-nine. Charlemagne the God to
2: will be in Webster Hall at the B Side Two show. All saying. right, you don't even got to worry about that. You got American Express. Allow me to reintroduce. Yes, I do got American Express. All right, well, you get your tickets early. I got, a, I got my platinum American Express card member. Okay, well, you can get your presale tickets. I buy a ticket. All I don't. Right. I have no problem buying a ticket to Thanks. that show. Okay, you know what I'm saying? I have no problem buying a ticket, but I think they probably already sold out. At this no, point.
1: man, The presale starts um this week sometime. For real? Yes, Thursday. Presale starts on Thursday. All
2: right, I'm not mad. I will buy some tickets. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be at the B side show. All jokes aside, though, that's a great show. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. that's the show. Because those are the songs that you are playing when you just riding. You Correct. know what I mean? Those songs that mean something to you. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you mm-hmm. might hear So Ghetto. You know what I mean? You might hear, uh, I'll show you how to do this, son. You know what I mean? Like That's those my joint. Are the, Ooh, that's what you want. That's right. You might hear that joint off my album. You on. never hear that. No. He'll never
1: perform you that. Never. Ever. That you might do that one. Mm-hmm. You never know. But you I might, would be in the building. You might hear
2: new joints off 444 4, 4, like Marcy Me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a lot. It's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. I'm going to be there. B-side show. We out there.
1: All right. Well, when we come back, we got the positive note. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Again, shout to everybody that purchased a ticket to my car show. Again, so I, I tell you, September 7th is the date this year. My birthday car show. If you want to see what your favorite celebrities drive, I got so many different people coming. Uh, 50 Cent's going to have his car there. CC Sabathia, Pusha T. Fabulous! So many people are going to have their cars there. We're going to have exclusive cars, uh, celebrity cars, uh, cars that's not released. Just all types of things. We're going to have jumpies for kids, face painting, uh, balloons. There's so many different things, man. Get your tickets now. I think we have like 200 tickets left for uh, the first 1,000 tickets at only $20. So there's $220 tickets left, and then it goes up to $25. So get your tickets now. I can't wait to see you guys. We're going to have a lot of fun September 7th.
2: All right, now Charlemagne. Listen, man, salute to Cal Newport for pulling up, Mm -hmm. uh, talking about the book Digital Minimalism. I've read that book twice this year. I think you should at least read it once. I love it, especially because we live in this area where people just cannot put their goddamn phones down. All right? But the positive note is simply this, man. If you don't heal what hurts you, because you know I'm really big on healing. Mm -hmm. If you don't heal what hurts you, you'll bleed on people who didn't cut you. Breakfast club,
5: bitches! You all finished or you all done?